checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast at Mariner's Church. For this and more content, check us out online at marinerschurch.org slash JHM. Every single one of you knows that I have an extreme passion for the goofiness of people that dress animals like other people. Has anyone ever heard me talk about that before? I love it. Now listen, Halloween is the pinnacle of goofy adults dressing animals up. These are a couple, these are the two of the best pictures I've found. This is incredible. A bulldog dressed up like a caveman with a wheel that's hilarious. Now this next one is the pinnacle. And those, those animals look so miserable. The cage, it is just, listen, if any of you grow up to be the type of adult that says, I know what I'm going to do today. I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the store and buy clothes for my animal. If any of you grow up to be the adult that says, I'm going to buy clothes for my animal at the store today, you need to please just rethink that, decide not to, and be normal. Because so, it is totally weird to dress up your animals as people. It's totally weird. Well, listen, my name's Justin. I work on staff here with junior high. This is awesome moving outside because we don't get to be in a different configuration that often. So this is great. No, it's kind of hot. Don't worry about that. I'm not too nervous about the heat. Uh, but listen, pay attention. Even though we're outside, pay attention because this is going to be good stuff tonight. I'm stoked for tonight. We're in week two of the Greater Than series. Now, this is the thing. Uh, I, am, I had an opportunity to do something really cool this week. I'm a huge fan of movies. All right, anyone ever seen the Indiana Jones movies? It's so good, right? Anyone ride the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland? I heard they're redoing that. Is that true? They're redoing it? It's closed down. It totally stinks. I know. They're redoing it. I'm a huge fan of Indiana Jones. I love adventure. I love the idea of doing crazy. And I got to watch all four movies this week. Over there in the corner. Quiet down. I got to do incredible stuff watching all four of these movies. And this thing, I love adventure. I'm a big adventure guy. Uh, I love doing adventure things. And I'm watching Indiana Jones do all these things that I wish that I could do. And this is what I've come to learn. I've come to learn watching all these movies, doing all these incredible things, that God is about adventure. That adventure is a good thing, and Jesus loves adventure. He puts this passion inside of us to be adventurous, to go do adventurous things, to not just look at, at what, the, what we're doing right now, but to dream and to think and to, and to wonder of what life could look like in an adventurous world, the world that we live in. Now, this is what's so cool. This is what's so rad, okay? Uh, every single one of us has been on some type of adventure, okay? So they've gone on vacation somewhere crazy. Uh, they've gone and done something wild with their friends, something totally unexpected. Uh, they packed their bag, and they went out on a camping trip not knowing what to expect. That is adventure. Has anyone ever been on a memorable adventure, something you want to share right now? Like a memorable adventure that was just incredible. What was your memorable adventure? You went to Mexico with Rojo, uh, with our church, to Rojo to build homes. That is an incredible adventure. What's your adventure? Went to the Grand Canyon. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. That is adventure. What, what about someone else? Anyone ever been on a camping trip? Uh, what's, your, what's your adventure? You had your hand up. What is it? Paris? That is an adventure. I like that adventure. Oh, no, no, no. Right, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. No, no, put your hand down. Put your hand down. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the adventure story. 
to top all the adventures. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the story of when you went somewhere that, and you've never been there before, you didn't know what to expect, you packed your bag, and this is the thing, you packed your bag with like what some people would consider weird stuff because you didn't know what was going to happen on this adventurous trip, and then something crazy actually happened on your adventure. That's the story I'm looking for. You seem like you have that kind of story. Quickly, what happened on your crazy adventure? A bear came, just so everyone can hear, a bear showed up on her adventure. Keep going. Oh, my gosh. Oh, a bear. I was at family camp this past week. This is so cool. I was at family, not this past week, this past summer. Uh, you put your hands on. I went to family camp, and there was, anyone went to family camp? I don't think anyone here was at family camp this year. But I went to family camp with the church. I went with my fiance. It was so great. She's beautiful, and she's funny, and she just makes me laugh. I wish she was here. And she, we went, and there was actually a bear cub walking around the camp. It was so crazy. I wish uh, uh, William Mitchell was here. He's in my sixth grade small group, and he saw the bear, and it, the whole thing was, was totally, the whole thing was totally nuts. And this is the thing. Uh, God is a fan of adventure. Jesus is a fan of adventure. He created an adventure for us. He created this, this idea to do incredible things. And this is the thing. We're all looking for something. If we're honest with each other, okay? If we're honest. If, we, if we're sitting here and we're like, all right, you know, I'm honest. My name is Justin and I am honest. My name is Barwani. I am honest, okay? I am Isom. One and two. And I am honest, okay? You are honest with yourselves. You will agree that we are all looking for something. Now, this is, this is the deal. For me... This is what I'm looking for, okay? I'm looking for acceptance. That's me. Maybe that's not you, but it's me. I'm looking to be accepted by the people I work with. I'm looking to be accepted by my fiance and her family. That's a whole new deal. I mean, you're walking into a family together, people that, you know, a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles that don't know you, and you're looking to be accepted by that. I mean, it's a big deal, right? So I want to be accepted. That's my, now, maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. Being accepted isn't an issue to me. But you know what, maybe it is. Maybe in junior high, you're saying with all the stuff you do, with all the sports teams you're a part of, with the school, with your friends, your small group, even here at JHM, maybe your deal, what you're looking for is to be accepted. You know, some people are looking for excitement. I mean, they're, they're on a, a mission looking for some excitement in their life. Like, they're, they're like, oh man, my life is boring. It is not fun. I do the same thing over and over again. Does anyone feel that way? Like, you just wake up in the morning. Listen, you wake up in the morning, you go to school, okay? Every day you do homework, right, David? Give me an amen on this, David. You go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to school, you do homework every night. You do homework every night. Who, do, who plays sports? And you have sports practice like three, four times a week. Okay, and then, and then what do you do on the weekends, okay? Maybe you wake up a little later in the day. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have a game. Maybe you come here to JHM, and there's a thing. You keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and this is what happens. The life we live tends to lose its excitement because of that. Because it's the same thing. It's all predictable. It's the same thing over and over and over again. No craziness, no excitement, no adventure. We lose adventure. And we're all looking for something. You know, th there's this guy, Paul, who wrote the book of Colossians, the book we're going through. And this is what's so cool. He was on an adventure, okay? And I'm going to read this verse in a second, so pay attention. He was on an adventure. He packed his bag in the morning and left for an adventure. He got his bag out. He put his stuff in. You know, he packed some weird things. He wasn't sure how he was going to use them. And he set out to plant a church 
and to minister to people and to do the work of God in people's lives. This was his adventure. It wasn't going to school. It wasn't the same old, same old. It was excitement. He wanted something different for his life. You know, the thing I love about the Indiana Jones movies is there's always something he's seeking after. Some mystery, you know, maybe there's a map involved, and like you're seeking toward a treasure, a goal. I love that. Okay, I love the idea of packing up your stuff and going, or actually, yeah, packing up your stuff, going, and doing crazy stuff. You know, I love the movie, uh, uh, The Pirates of the Caribbean. Anyone ever see that movie? So tight. There's maps involved in it. And there's a whole thing. You're seeking after this treasure, this mystery of what is out there. And I'm saying to myself at 27, almost 28, like, is there something out there? And this is cool because we get to be outside here and have a great view of what's going on around us. Is there something out there? And we see the hills and we see the trees. And if you look over here, you see a lot of our church campus. But look past the trees and past the hills. Look past the buildings, past the palm trees, past the, the, the mountains. Is there something out there for us? Is there adventure waiting for us? Is, is God of the adventure, is Jesus of the adventure, is that just in the Bible? Or is that real today? Is that happening right now? So we have this verse, Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. This is what it says. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now I'm going to leave these verses up for a second, and I want to talk about this. This is what's so good. The mystery, the riches, the treasure. This is what God's saying that I have a treasure. All right, and this isn't a treasure like a pirate, and they go and they, they find treasure, and they get a map, and they seek it, and they have these jewels, and they have these gold, and they have these coins, and this is the thing. Those jewels and those coins will outlive them by hundreds of years. And they'll find this treasure, and they'll dig it up, and they'll have it, and they'll, they'll, they'll mess around with it, and they'll spend it, or they'll use it, or they'll just look at it, and they'll hold it in their hands, and this is the thing. They will grow old, and they will die. The dust from their bones will pass away like a gust of wind coming through the camp. But this treasure that they sought after will be buried again and there'll be a new map for it and someone else will make it their life's work to find it. And they will dig it up again and they'll play with the coins and they'll spend the money and they'll use the jewels and then again that pirate will die. And the dust from his bones will blow away like a wind through the camp. And these jewels will be packed up again, taken to some location, buried, put under the sand, and a map will be drawn up. And eventually another pirate will come along looking for that treasure. Now this is the thing. We will pass away. We have an expiration date on us. As human beings, we do. Now, God looks at his treasure and he's saying, listen, listen, I'm a God of adventure. And I like mystery. And listen, I'm not going to make it complicated or hard for you to figure it out. I'm not even going to make a complicated map for you to search what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. It is, the verses were supposed to be up there and they weren't. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glorious riches of God's mystery his Indiana Jones movie, his Pirate of the Caribbean's trail, his adventure, his mystery is this. The glorious riches of what God has 
is Christ in you, living in you, and the hope of glory, of wonderful things, of heaven, of what God's going to do in your life. So I decided this. I decided that mystery is exciting. Mystery is exciting. It's not boring. Like, if you think of real mystery, real excitement, being part of an adventure, being part of a story that, that you don't have to watch in a movie theater, you don't have to read a book about it, you don't have to open up the Bible and be like, man, that was so cool when Paul was, was packing his bags and doing this. Man, I wish that could be me. I really do. I wish that could be me. Because it can be you. you. You look at Paul. Paul, his adventure led him to prison. And that's a, that's a tough deal. Man, you know, who wants that, right? But guess what? He had exactly what God had promised. Christ in him. The hope of glory. He was living it. This treasure, he had it in his life. Now, this is the deal. I remember when I was a young kid, and this is so crazy, uh, when I was a young kid, uh, I had an uncle, he was a totally, total lunatic, okay? So what he would do is me and my sister, which I have a sister, I don't know if a lot of you guys know that or not, uh, he would come over on Sundays, and he would hang out, and this uncle would go and hide something in the house, which was kind of cool, and he would then uh, make up this map for me and my sister, and it was, it was really cool because it gave us something to do. It was super boring in New York on like a Sunday. I wasn't a Christian then. I wasn't going to church. So I was just super bored. And he made this map and he gave it to me and my sister. Now this is the thing. We went around the house for probably about two hours looking for this treasure. We had the map and we were going from room to room and out into uh, our basement, which we had basements in New York. It's totally crazy. And then we went out into the, the, the garage and the backyard and the front yard and we actually got into our parents' car and there was a clue in there and we're just following this treasure map. We spent like two hours doing this. Anyone ever do a treasure map before? Like with their friends or their parents or some kind of scavenger hunt and then you get to the end. Like you've invested like, some people invest like hours and hours into this. And when we get to the end, we, get, we finally get to the final place where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, we find the box and it's all taped up and I go upstairs and I get a knife and I come down, I'm with my sister and we're about to open it up and we look inside and it's a box of Oreos half eaten. That was the treasure that we were spending two hours looking for. This is the thing. Some treasures are not worth it. Some things are not worth searching for. So if that's true, if we can agree that there are some things in the world that we can spend hours looking for and days looking for and weeks, and do you know what? Some people spend their whole lifetime looking for something. If we can agree that there are some things not worth searching for, then the opposite has to be true. There has to be things that are worth looking for. And this, uh, this idea, this mystery for Christians, like this gift that he gives us, this treasure of Christ in you, the hope for heaven, leads to one thing, one thing alone, the thing to search for, the mystery, and that leads us to one thing and one thing alone. It leads us to Jesus. It leads us to Jesus. The whole idea of mystery, the whole idea of what we're searching for, the whole idea of treasure for us leads us to Jesus. Now, this is the thing. I'm a big fan of Jesus. He's my, he, he honestly is my best friend. He really is. I love the guy. I've known him since I was 19 years old, and the guy knows everything about me. 
And, you know, and, and I was, I'm so passionate about this scripture because this idea, this, this treasure that God has for us, this hope uh, for glory, this Christ in you is not some passing thing. Like, listen, 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 students. This is not some passing lesson. Listen to me. Pay attention. This is not some lesson in a series that we're giving at church. Like, it's, it's funny because this lesson actually is the lesson to learn. If you learn nothing else, I'm serious, if you learn nothing else in your time, I'm here at Mariner's Church, junior high ministry, or high school ministry. I don't care what you learn about anything else. If you learn this one thing, that God's glorious riches, his treasure for you and for you and for you, his treasure for you is not a secret, but it's known, and it's Jesus. And it's Jesus in you, and it's the hope of glory. That is the gospel. That is who Jesus is. Now listen, some of you guys go to the bathroom a ton during service. And this is the thing, I want to say this. Because I, I feel like some people hate me in this room. And this is the reason why. Whenever I see you guys going to the bathroom, this is what I always say to you. And if you're ever one of the people that I grab going to the bathroom, this is what I always say. I say, listen, listen, get back in there. I don't want you to miss worship. Or I don't want you to miss the lesson. I don't want you to miss what's going on in there. And, and when I do that, you might think like, oh, Justin, like, he, just doesn't, he just doesn't want me to go to the bathroom. He doesn't want me to have fun. I believe so deeply in who Jesus is, in this treasure that isn't hidden for us. It's not something we have to make a lifelong pursuit of. It's right here, right now, for us. So I love you going to the bathroom. No, I don't like you going to the bathroom because I so heavily believe in every week we have the ability to proclaim Jesus, talk about Jesus, teach who Jesus is in hopes that if you grab one thing, you grab that Jesus lives in you and you have access to the hope for glory. That is your gift. It is yours. It is yours. Now, there's a thing. This is what it says in Colossians. It says in Colossians, uh, starting with uh, chapter 2, starting with verse 2. This is what it says. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those in Laodicea and for all those who have met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches and complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom, all, uh, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding sounding arguments. Verse number five, this is what it says. For though I am absent from you in body, because he's not there at the time. He's in prison right now. He's writing this letter. They're reading this in church. He's in prison. They're reading this. So, for though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then... Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Here's the deal. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with, faith, uh, with thankfulness. Now I'm going to leave this up there for a second. This is the deal. I look at that list of things underlined, okay? Rooted, built up, strengthened, overflowing with thankfulness, okay? If you are wondering right now, have I spent the last 10, 11, 12 years of my life in pursuit of something? 
Have I been looking for Jesus or looking for faith or just looking for something to believe in? Have I been in pursuit of some kind of God adventure and I have no idea if I've gotten there or not? Now, that could apply to some of you. Maybe some of you are sitting here and you're like, man, I've sought after God. I've had questions and I haven't found answers. I've been looking forever for, for who the truth is and what the truth's about and who Jesus is, if anyone at all. And I've looked for all these things and this is what I've come to find, guys. This is what I've come to find as I've read through the Bible and as I looked at my relationship with Jesus. If you have found it, you will know it by these things, being rooted, being built up, strengthened, and overflowing with thankfulness. If you're wondering if you've received it, if you found it, if you're wondering if you're still in a search for it and what it would look like to get it, well, let me tell you that it looks like this. It looks like Jesus is a life-changing treasure. That's what it looks like. It looks like Jesus is a life-changing treasure. And you're like, Justin, what are you talking about? That sentence doesn't make sense. It looks like Jesus is a life-changing treasure. Well, Justin, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, I... I, I don't get what I'm trying to figure out if I have the treasure inside of me. Have I found it? Is it living in me? Do I have Christ in me and the hope for glory? Do I have it? Jesus is a, he's a life-changing treasure. No, no, Justin, you don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. And maybe I don't get it. Maybe I'm totally Looney Tunes right now. Maybe I to totally don't understand what I'm talking about. Because you guys are trying to figure out if you have the treasure, is your search over? Do you have it? Jesus is a life-changing treasure. Listen, listen. If you have Jesus, if you're sitting there and you're like, man, David Neal is a guy that has Jesus. All right? I know this for a fact. Personally, I know that he knows Jesus. David, would you say your life has changed? Jesus is a life-changing treasure. Cole, I know you. I know your heart. I know you know who Jesus is. Would you say your life has changed? Yeah. Because yeah. Jesus is a life-changing treasure. Alexis, amazing leader with sixth grade, sixth grade small group leader. You're wonderful. I know that you know Jesus. I know that you live for him. I know that you love him. I know that you've dedicated so much of your life to him. Would you consider yourself changed? Yeah. yeah. Because Jesus is in the business of life change. He is a treasure, a life-changing treasure. Now listen, if you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, okay, if you're sitting there and you're saying, I don't feel changed, I feel the same as I've always been. There's nothing different about my life. If you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, you know, there's, there's nothing unique, there's nothing different, I'm the same person today as I was yesterday, as I was two years ago, and I'm still looking for something. I'm the same person, I am not changed at all. Then maybe you need to be introduced to Jesus, the life-changing treasure. And maybe you sit there and you're afraid, and you're like, man, what is this going to mean for my life? What is this going to mean for my friends? What is this going to mean for my social media? Am I going to be able to post the same things? Am I, you know, I don't want my friends knowing I'm a Christian. What was that going to look like if they know that I'm a Christian? I don't have the answers for all those things right now. I don't. I don't have the answers for all those things because this isn't a lesson about all those things. This is a lesson about Jesus. This is what I know. I know that Jesus is a life-changing treasure. 
That if you are curious about life change, if you're curious about what God is calling you to or what he can do in you and through you, then there's only one stop for treasure. There's only one stop on the journey, on the adventure, on the pursuit of this mystery of what God has for you. And it is this, Jesus Christ. Christ in you, the hope for glory. Jesus, the life-changing treasure. Now this is what we're going to do. We're going to break up and go into breakout groups. And we're going to talk about this idea, this life-changing treasure. Now, because there's no clock, I have no idea how much time we have for breakout groups. 